KALA Davenport. This Saturday marks 20 years since the 9-11 attacks on the World Trade Center. We reflect on that day that changed our country. The SAU football team looks forward to the end of the construction of their new football stadium. It's done with a masterful hand. Someone who obviously has experience. And an SAU music professor releases new music with an album reveal tonight. That's our top story on SAU News This Week. I'm Ryan Sandness. SAU music professor Dr. William Campbell is set to reveal his new album, All in Due Time, tonight on stage at the Galvin Fine Arts Center. Campbell's new album, All in Due Time, has been years in the making. Taking many inspirations from the COVID-19 lockdown and shoulder surgery, Campbell was finally able to produce a more personal album. This is a very reflective album, and there's no exuberant pieces on it. Yes, there are pieces that are definitely hopeful, a lot of hope throughout the whole album, but there's no celebration music, you know? It was providing me a way to really channel a kind of energy even within the patient and finding trust. And so it came to me that, you know, all is going to be well in due time. Piano instructor and close colleague of Campbell's, Marion Lee, has performed some of the music from the album. She highlights Campbell's professionalism, creativity, and musical ability. He always brings a sense of creativity and joy to whether he, in his teaching and in his performing. And he's very emotional, which he freely admits to, and it comes through in his compositions. It's done with a masterful hand, someone who obviously has experience. All in Due Time is set to be performed on stage at the Galvin Fine Arts Center. Campbell will reveal the full album while being accompanied by SAU and local artists with visual art. Campbell is looking forward to the audience's experience while listening and viewing. If you can take the time, 47 minutes for the digital version of it, how similar are you going to feel at the end of that experience, listening to it on your own, as you are here? Did I approximate that feeling pretty well for you on the recording? What are the differences? I'd love, I'd really love to hear that. The album reveal starts tonight at 7.30 p.m. in the Galvin Fine Arts Center. Tickets are $15 for the general public, $8 for faculty and staff, and free for students with a current valid student ID. The SAU College Democrats and Republicans have teamed up to create the Patriot 5K, an on-campus event this Saturday, which marks the anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. College Republican Reese Powell looks forward to the event tomorrow. I hope people can come out and are interested in it. Um, at the very least, I hope people can are willing to make donations or um, willing to buy a T-shirt for it because I think because that is that's the main goal. You know, it's a the 5K part is a fun thing to do and to get people involved in and active and, and bring them together. But the important part is to raise the funds and raise the donations for um, that charity. The 5K will encourage free will donations. There will be a t-shirt sale at the event as well. There's a new puppy on the St. Ambrose campus. 14-week-old Lassen joined the service dog training and education program at SAU, better known as STEP. Mel Garcia is one of the dog's puppy raisers. He is really, really calm for the most part, except for normal puppy energy. Um, but he's doing really good with sit. 
He's working on lay down. He is actually doing really well with his vest, which is really good because we try to desensitize them as early as possible so that they get used to wearing it. Students serve as puppy raisers for dogs like Lassen until they are 18 months old. After that, the puppy graduates to their professional training. Students eating in the Cosgrove cafeteria are getting some homegrown food. Green Life Club advisor Amy Blair says the group supplies around 10 pounds of vegetables each week. We're growing gorgeous tomatoes, green peppers, um, zucchini, basil, lots of different classic Iowa summer garden food. And so when you're at the CAF, you have the opportunity to have local homegrown veggies right from campus here, which is really exciting. The produce is grown at the club's garden located just blocks from campus at the St. Vincent Center. Clubs like Green Life and STEP can get funding from the Student Government Association. SAU senior Caitlin Enright serves as the president of SGA. Clubs can come to us and fill out a money request and we can fund anything from retreats to huge projects on campus, really anything. Um, we try to stick to a couple guidelines, but that's our main involvement with clubs. SGA commonly funds event, admission, and campus retreats. SGA requires clubs to have a detailed budget for approval. They meet every Sunday at 8 p.m. Still to come on SAU News This Week. This weekend, the Quad City River Bandits are in action at Modern Woodman Park. And some SAU professors remember exactly what they were doing on campus at the time of the 9-11 attacks. The KALA website is your one-stop spot to find out more about your favorite radio station. Submit a public service announcement, catch up on news about KALA, and listening to any of our three stations, 885-1061 or The Stinger, is just a click away. Visit KALAFM.org. That's KALAFM.org. Here's a reminder from your friends at KALA Radio that you can listen online anywhere through TuneIn.com. Wishing you could take KALA on the go with you? Well, you can. Check out both KALA HD1 and HD2 at TuneIn.com. If you're wondering how you can find KALA without a radio, listen up. We're on TuneIn.com. Go online anytime for streaming of both KALA HD1 and HD2. Never miss a broadcast of your favorite KALA radio show again with TuneIn.com. You can live stream both HD1 and HD2 at any time, so you'll never miss a beat. The Quad City River Bandits are at home this weekend for a series against the Peoria Chiefs. Tonight's first pitch is at 6.30. Saturday and Sunday's games include giveaways and start at 6.30 p.m. and 1 p.m. respectively. Quad City's kids can take part in a kids' hacker camp tomorrow at the Waterfront Convention Center. It's part of the 2021 CornCon Cybersecurity Conference, happening today and tomorrow. Kids who take part in Hacker Camp will learn lockpicking, cryptography, and take part in Hacker Jeopardy. The cost is $35. Tomorrow's conference begins at 8 a.m. at the Waterfront Convention Center in Bettendorf. The MLK Center in Rock Island is hosting a family fun day. Families can enjoy food, children's activities, and live entertainment. The festivities kick off at 10 a.m. with a parade. The parade starts at Francis Willard, heads north on 9th Street, and ends at the MLK Center at 630 9th Street. The Family Fun Day continues until 7 p.m. And Saturday and Sunday, the 68th annual Bow Arts Fall Art Fair is back in downtown Davenport. The two-day event is in front of the Figgy Art Museum in Davenport. More than 65 artists will be featured with music and free vendors. 
You can check it out both days from 10 to 4. In sports this weekend, women's volleyball takes on Blackhawk College in Moline tonight at 5. Men's and women's cross country begins the Fighting Bee Invitational on Saturday. The Fighting Bee football team takes on Concordia University from Michigan at home on Saturday. You can listen right here on KALA-FM to our pregame show and live play-by-play coverage of the game that starts at 1 p.m. The new St. Ambrose football stadium at the St. Vincent's Complex is nearing completion. Head football coach Mike Magistrelli is looking forward to playing there. Um, it's beginning to look like a, like a stadium. It's certainly, uh, you know, certainly everybody's excited on this end to hopefully play in there, you know, sooner rather than later. It's certainly exciting. It's big for the program. It's big for the university. Uh, players in the program are extremely excited, as is the coaching staff. Um, it, it's been great in recruiting and that uh, you know what's coming. and It's a huge addition and something we uh, can't wait for. Magistrelli is not sure when the Bees will start having practices and games at the new stadium. The university shares the field with Assumption High School. The stadium is already in use by the Assumption Knights. The St. Ambrose men's bowling team is fresh off a season where they finished runner-up at the Intercollegiate Bowling National Championship Tournament. One of the team's leaders is senior varsity bowler Nathan Stubler. Stubler made the junior team USA in 2019 and has big aspirations for his future. I'm looking to bowl professionally on tour for a few years, just kind of see where it goes. And, you know, if it doesn't work out, you know, eventually, obviously, I still have my accounting degree and hopefully my my, uh, accounting master's degree soon to fall back on. The Bees open the season on October 2nd at the Midwest Collegiate Classic in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. Coming up, some SAU professors remember the attacks on 9-11 and what they were doing on that day 20 years ago. 2021 Mississippi Valley Blues Festival returns to LeClaire Park along the Mississippi River in Davenport, Friday and Saturday, September 17th and 18th. Check out a great lineup of established and future blues legends while you enjoy a great selection of food and beverage offerings. Saturday's music starts at 2 with the Stephen Hull Experience, Selwyn Birchwood, Melody Angel, Joanne Shaw Taylor, and guitar virtuoso Eric Gales. Get all the details and advance tickets at mvbs.org. $15 for Friday, $25 for Saturday, or a two-day pass for $35. Admission will be $25 at the gate on Friday and $35 on Saturday. Kids 14 and under with adults get in free. It's the Mississippi Valley Blues Festival 2021, September 17th and 18th at LeClaire Park, Davenport. Brought to you by the generous support of Cobham Mission Systems, Green State Credit Union, the Iowa Department of Cultural Affairs, the Family Credit Union, the Regional Development Authority, KALA 88.5, and the Mississippi Valley Blues Society. Saturday marks 20 years since the September 11th attacks on the World Trade Center in New York City. Some St. Ambrose professors remember campus life that fateful day. We leave you today with their responses. SIU TV instructor Duke Schneider remembers watching the Today Show in the TV studio as the plane struck the second tower live on the air. I was in my office. I had happened to have a TV on to the Today Show, and they had broken with breaking news and said a plane had, ran, had crashed into the World Trade Center. And they showed live video, the smoke, and you had no sense of what the scope of that was. I think almost everybody thought at that time it was a private airplane, a small plane, that sort of thing. Um, and then as we were watching, 
we saw a second plane smash into the second tower. And I remember Matt Lauer saying, oh, this is, this is something entirely different. And then, uh, so I quick grabbed TV gear. And by then, everybody started to gather wherever there was a TV. There was one in the lobby of Galvin. There's a TV lounge. Uh, there's one in the Beehive. Every place, uh, I know, I, like Alan Savell and his class, they turned on TV to watch there. Uh, and I went around and I have video of people watching obviously with great concern about what was developing and on this ongoing story. Then it was just hours later, they had a special mass of prayer, or prayer service, I don't know if it was a mass, a special pr uh, prayer service in the chapel uh, where Ed Rogalski spoke words of encouragement, President Rogalski, uh, music, and again, uh, a lot of concern, tears, because no one knew where this was leading. This was a shock, we were blindsided by it, and. Uh, was this going to be war? Were there going to be more attacks? Uh, we, at that time, we still didn't even know the scope of the, you know, the number of fatalities or just what was going to happen. Uh, so it was a lot of uncertainty, and it was really a interesting time. And it's a time that everybody remembers where they were when it happened. English professor Dr. Carl Herzig recalls watching the events unfold with a former priest who lived in Ambrose Hall. I was on the way to class and I actually had a Xerox something in the machine and Father George McDaniel was in his apartment and had the TV on and I was drawn in by him seeing him standing there in front of it and wondering what was going on and it, that was when the attack was happening. I don't remember which plane it was but we saw we saw the impact and then it was like it was time for class and it did not it, it definitely didn't seem real at first it was so out of the blue it was so far from anyone's experience um, at least you know maybe since Pearl Harbor but certainly it was so far from my experience that I didn't know what to make of it I didn't know like I, I just, I, I didn't know how to fit it into reality. And I, I went to class and only a few people knew about it and a few people didn't. And we sort of tried to continue, but it, we sort of couldn't. Um, and it was like, it, it, do we, does life continue on? You know, do we, do we carry on through it? Or does everything stop and the whole world has changed? And you know, like at that point, I don't think no one in my class, myself included, had any emotional reaction. It was still like, what is going on? What, what's going on? Communication professor Alan Savell mentions how and why people will always remember the exact location they were at during the attacks. There are just some events that capture the public's imagination, and television aids that because we're all drawn to see what's going on. We all gather around the television to watch in community, and so we all experience it together. But some of them stand out more. Maybe it's the completely innocent victims that draw us into an event like 9-11 or Kennedy who was just riding through the streets of Dallas or the sailors on those ships not knowing they were going to die. So I think there's a combination of events why that would stand out.
A portion of the programming on KALA is supported by the Catholic Messenger. The Catholic Messenger is an award-winning newspaper of the Diocese of Davenport, serving Southeast Iowa since 1883. The Catholic Messenger provides the latest in world, national, and diocesan news that affects Catholics and everyone else. The Catholic Messenger has subscribers across the nation. For more information, contact them at 563-323-9959 or go to catholicmessenger.net.